Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Nomi Jackson here, along with my genius friend Ishi on the other line. What is up, my beautiful babies? It is Friday, October 29th, 2021 at 8.53 a.m. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Got a little uh, chilly weather. Chilly, uh, I didn't actually look, but I can hear that at one point. <laughs> we had rain overnight. Um... It's it's starting to turn. The weather's starting to turn, unfortunately. And um, it's a couple of days away from Halloween. And it's always, always raining and or snowing on Halloween. So, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm afraid it's just downhill after this. But um, I don't know. I was thinking of winterizing everything. Like the windows and um, covering up the AC. I bought a... a a cover for the outside of the AC because it's one of them window ones and they supply us with an indoor one to cover it up um anyway I was thinking of doing that but with my luck it'll probably be 90 degrees <laughs> for the next five days after I do it so I'm kind of holding off but you know I need to stay warm in here but uh so yeah that's what's up how are you guys doing I guess it is kind of a good weekend to go out there and winterize where you guys live, if, I mean, assuming <laughs> you guys are in this half of the country where it gets that cold, um, but yeah, but the rest of you guys are lucky and you don't have this problem, so yay for you. <laughs> I know it gets cold in places, uh, warm, what we typically consider to be warm, I realize it does get cold, you know, like, um, if it gets really, really cold, guys, you're like in your 40s or your Oh, I think it's like, you go crazy if it's in the 30s or something. <laughs> but uh, we're uh, Midwesterners, we're kind of used to this. And Easterners, you know, we all know about this cold stuff. Y'all don't really <laughs> uh, get the full effect, which is great for you guys. I, <laughs> I completely wish that... Uh, I wish I could live here in the Midwest, but have the weather of California. Now, that would be absolutely perfect. But unfortunately, then that would rise up all the prices around here because rich people <laughs> like to kind of grab up everything good. So, I don't know, guys. Uh, I hope you guys are doing really well, and I hope you have uh, plans for the weekend coming up. I hope at least something semi-interesting, exciting going on for you or... Um, I don't know. I don't really have any plans this weekend other than my uh, movie Saturday tomorrow. Um, I think we're going to watch Imitation of Life. The original. I don't really like the remake. But the uh, the original one that came out in... Uh, when did it come out? 1930-something. Anyway, I really, really like that movie. And it is available on um, Amazon Prime if you guys are interested in watching it. But make sure you get the original. Um, and not the 1959 version. <laughs> anyway, guys, I suppose it's time for me to jump on into our... Well, first of all, I thought I'd... I had a topic for you guys. I thought it was kind of interesting. Also on Reddit, you guys know I kind of like browse through Reddit. I get um, little notifications of things I think I might be interested in. Anyway, uh, this one, this question under relationship advice. I, 25-year-old male, let my friend, 26-year-old male, borrow my phone to put on some music. He Venmo's himself some cash without asking. I was dropping him off to his place after we were at the gym. 
I texted him that he could have asked before initiating the transfer as soon as I've noticed and he's been re reacting out of guilt since. I don't know what to make to make of this. Right now I feel like it's not really a friendship per se. He's been laid off recently, but I haven't been able to help the last time he's asked. Huh. Okay. I feel like I'm missing part of it, but um so yeah. So it sounds like to me like this guy is basically trying so hard to justify what his quote unquote friend did um he's obviously upset i mean who wouldn't be because technically his friend like literally stole from him um that's actual theft and he could get uh prosecuted if he was in that direction but it sounds like the guy that asked the question is hurt because his so-called friend did this um and he's questioning the friendship. Now, I see what he's kind of doing here. Uh, I would suggest that he would cut off ties with this person. Uh, a lot of us, myself included, tend to hang on to bad relationships, friendships, or, you know, romantic relationships, or, you know, family ties. Anything that are that are not healthy for you. But particularly with friends, it's so much with so-called friends, it's a lot easier. I think it should be a lot easier to let it go because you don't have like a legal tie or a familial tie. It should be a little bit easier to break off. But I understand at the same time because my whole childhood, teenhood, and, you know, early adulthood, actually, <laughs> frankly, up until uh, not so long ago, I've let friends treat me like crap and I would still hang on just so I could have friends you know what I'm saying I put up with a lot of crap I, man if I told you all the stuff I put up with I allow myself to be mistreated I allow myself to I allow myself to be treated like crap with so called friends or relationships oh man I could write a book I don't think I'm ready to quite tell you exactly what I did what I put up with, but, um, I'm ashamed of what I let myself go through just simply because I didn't want to be alone or I didn't want to not have any friends. And I just, you know, it kind of like dawned on me a few years ago. Why am I, why am I doing this? Why am I holding on? And then, um, when I started turning towards God more, he kind of like, swiftly and consecutively removed people from my life <laughs> swiftly and consecutively y'all um to the point now I don't have any you know really really close friends I mean well of course Ishii <laughs> but um and not minimizing Ishii at all but I mean as far as um you know regular friends I don't actually have any well I don't have any friends here where I live because you know I moved where I currently am a while ago and you know it just never happened um but all other people that I've met through other vehicles have had red flags attached to them and I held on for so long because I just wanted this sense of camaraderie you know at my own expense and I think just people in general just have a tendency to do that just hang on 
to the bad for fear of not having anything. And now that, you know, it's not there, then you know what? I'm fine. I'm not being treated, being mistreated. So, um, I guess that would be my advice to this guy. Just like cut it loose. I know that I understand his friend is going through something. He's laid off. He has no money. Maybe, you know, uh, I, I guess apparently he asked him for money. He said, I don't really have any extra. And I guess maybe this guy had in mind, well, he says he doesn't have any money, but I'm going to go in his Venmo and get it. Uh, well, <laughs> the guy's not your friend. He either did it with that negative attitude. I'm going to get anyway, or he did it. I just really need this money. He should understand. I know he'll understand once that you know what I mean. <laughs> Either way, um, the fact that he would do that to you tells me that he's not a real friend. And yeah, just it's time to it's time to cut losses on that one. And that would just be my advice for everyone. Um, and, and and I know people would probably agree with me, like, oh, relationships are important, you need to work on them and hang on. No, not if you're being treated like crap. I mean, really, you can't. No, life is really short, and there's no reason to put yourself through hell or psychological trauma or even just being treated badly for no good reason other than you should try to work things out. I mean, that's... It doesn't make any sense. Sure, if you're in a marriage, obviously, you're going to try to make that work out. Or, of course, if it's a familiar relationship, you know, in the family, it's best to work those out, you know, the best you can. Um, sometimes you have to let those things go as well. But um, if it's just, you know, a friend, someone you associate with, someone you go out and hang with, no, you don't really, you don't need that negativity in your life, so... That's my advice, y'all. Just let it go. Um, let's see, guys. Let me hurry up here. I know I just kind of rambled on. Uh, but we're going to do this day in history right now. October 29th. Today in history. In 539 BC, King Cyrus the Great of Persia marches into Babylon, freeing Jewish captives and allowing them to return home. Uh, blah blah blah. Some boring stuff. Some boring stuff. Nineteen twenty nine. Black Tuesday. Wall Street stock market crashes, triggering the Great Depression. Wow. Nineteen twenty nine. In twenty fifteen, China announces the end of their one child policy after thirty five years. I didn't even know they ended that. Huh. Anyways, uh, today in film and TV. 1956, NBC anchors Chet Huntley and David Brinkley first team up in the Huntley-Brinkley report. I've heard that, but I never watched it. <laughs> this has no interest in me, or I have no interest in it. Today in music, 1787, opera Don Giovanni, music by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Amadeus, Amadeus! Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> Libretto by Lorenzo de Ponte premieres at the National Theater of Bohemia in Prague. Today in sports, 1960, Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali's first professional fight, beats Tunney, or Tunney, Hunsaker on points in six rounds in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, did you know English adventurer, writer, and courtier... Walter Raleigh is beheaded out for allegedly conspiring against King James I of England on this day in 1618. Y'all know that? 
Let's see. Today's famous birthday is someone by the name of Joseph Gables, 1897 to 1945. Someone Carl Jurassi, if I pronounced it correctly, D-J-E-R-A-S-S-I, 1923 to 2015. Don't know. Ellen Johnson Sirleaf. She's 83 today. I don't know who she is. Richard Dreyfus. I do know him, and he's 74 today. Kate Jackson is 73. You know of Charlie's Angels. She's really pretty. She looks good for 73, if that's a current picture. Wow. And Win- Winona Ryder is 50. Wow. I didn't even realize she was closer to my age. I thought she was quite a bit younger. Huh. I guess I was wrong. Anyway, so yeah, guys, that's uh, today's history, uh, October 29th, a couple days away from Halloween, and speaking of Halloween, I thought I'd do a couple of lyrics for the next couple of days that are seemingly Halloween, <laughs> um, and like you know, guys, from last year, I told you I go back and forth about how I feel about Halloween, um, this year, while I'm not doing anything like the pumpkins or decorating or anything that simply because I just <laughs> I just haven't been in the mood um like physically to actually just sit there and do it um I think i'm I'm okay with it this year, but I don't know <laughs> that uh that young childhood religious experience that I had has like definitely messed with my mind um and so i just go back and forth whether or not to celebrate i i think i've said this before too i have no idea i don't know i don't know nothing man so <laughs> so i don't know i guess i'm i'm okay with it this year so anyway with that in mind i picked somebody's watching me 1984 it charted to number six on the uk chart and number two in the united states Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? I'm just an average man with an average life. I work from 9 to 5. Hey, hell, I pay the price. All I want is to be left alone in my average home. But why do I always feel like I'm in the twilight zone? I always feel like somebody's watching me. And I have no privacy. Whoa, whoa. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me, is it just a dream? When I come home at night... I built the door real tight. People call me on the phone. I'm trying to avoid. Well, can the people on TV see me? Or am I just paranoid? When I'm in the shower, I'm afraid to wash my hair. Because I may open my eyes and find someone standing there. People say I'm crazy. Just a little touch. But maybe showers remind me of psycho too much. That's why. I always feel like somebody's watching me. And I have no privacy. Whoa, whoa. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Who's playing tricks on me? Who's watching me? I don't know anymore. Are the neighbors watching? Who's watching? Well, is the mailman watching me? I don't feel safe anymore. Tell me who's watching. Oh, what a mess. I wonder who's watching me now. Who? The IRS? I always feel like somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. Well, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Who's playing tricks on me? Then he repeats, I always feel like somebody's watching me like five times <laughs> um uh, yeah actually and then it repeats the uh, rest of the chorus on out it's a fun song i remember when it 
came out. I was just crazy about it. I think this is just like a really cool and fun song. And I don't know what was up with the uh <laughs> with the faux British accent, uh, which I obviously copied off of him. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something I mean he must be crazy like me, so anyway. Uh let's see, what does it say about that? Some facts. Rockwell is Kennedy Gordy, son of Motown founder Barry Gordy from a relationship with Margaret Norton. Kennedy wrote the song and put the demo together with the help of Motown producer named Curtis Nolan. Barry Gordy didn't have much faith in his son as a recording artist, but when he heard somebody's watching me, he knew it was a hit and agreed to release it. Michael Jackson, a.k.a. Mikey Poo to me. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sang backup. <laughs> Rockwell's sister Hazel was married to Jackson's brother Jermaine. Mikey Pooh was at the height of his powers. <laughs> his powers. Okay. <laughs> what is this? Okay. And Rockwell knew he could get the song released if he could convince Michael to sing on it. Along with Who Can It Be Now? Men at Work. This is one of the great comedic paranoia songs of the 80s. In the song, Rockwell is just a regular guy, but he's convinced people are out to get him as if he's the real-life subject of a Twilight Zone episode. It would be scary stuff, but he sings it in a ersatz Bar Boris Karloff's voice, making it clear it's all good fun. The Motown Brain Trust came up with the name Rockwell. Prince and Madonna were doing very well using one name and inspiration struck with some soft photo of Norman Rockwell painting. This was on the charts the same time Thriller was at the same time as Thriller which was the last single from Mikey's famous album. Both songs peaked in the US. Thriller at number 4. Somebody's watching me at number 2 in March. What? 1984. What? Thriller only got to number 4? What? Are you serious? And somebody's watching me beat it to number 2? Are you serious? Huh. By that time, Jackson had been saturating the airways for over a year, but he was still red hot. Rockwell used him brilliantly, with Jackson carrying the chorus with just one line suited to his voice. I always feel like somebody's watching me. The, vic the video was directed by Francis D'Elia, who also did Weird, Angle, Weird Al Yankovic's I Lost in Jeopardy and Starship Sarah. In the video, Rockwell's vision gets more and more real as fears close in on him. By the end, even the mailman is out to getting him. Rockwell's next single was Obscene Phone Caller, another synth-heavy song where he's tormented, this time by someone who keeps calling. It went to number 35 U.S., followed by He's a Cobra at number 108. Uh, along with Miss You, In the Air Tonight, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun, this is one of the songs used in the first episode of the TV series Miami Vice, which used a lot of popular music throughout its five-run season, 84 to 89. Okay, <laughs> so that's today's song of the day, guys. Today's lyrics. Oh, I think I gotta hurry up and get this on out because I'm going on a little longer than I expected, guys. Our Mikey Nugget of the day. Uh, every year, flash mobs all over the world dress up as zombies to, and dance to Michael Jackson's thriller. There's even a Guinness record set by a crowd in Mexico for the largest flash mob with over 13,000 participants. Are you ready to join in? And then just has a video of the um, flash mob. Now, flash mob is not something I would ever be interested in doing. Ugh, gosh. Crowds just 
you know, somebody with anxiety. I, me and crowds just do not really mix well. But it's a nice thought for all of his fans. Um, <laughs> like you guys know, I'm, I've told you this before, but for all the newer people, you might notice that I talk about uh, Michael Jackson a lot, but I am not a huge Michael Jackson fan per se. Not the singer-dancer. Uh, oh, while I love his singing and dancing, I'm not really a mega fan. Um, <laughs> contrary to what it might look like uh, looking in, but I, I'm really not. I'm Michael's number one fan. His humanhood, his person, his real self. That's I'm that guy's number one fan. The inner part, the stuff... The stuff that fades away when you leave this earth, but still remains. You know what I'm saying? Your soul, your spirit. That's, that's who I love. Anyway, speaking of love, did y'all know that God loves you? He really, really, really does. And it's important for me to remind you, because I think it's important to know that you are loved out there and God really loves you. So does Ishii, the genius. <laughs> so does Nomi, the me. <laughs> And so does Mikey. We all love you. And we want you to go out there and have a wonderful and beautifully blessed day. Because we love you and we believe you deserve it. Odabo.